I really have this fear that if I show that side of me and I'm a coach, that I will be less approachable because I will have not, I won't, I won't be looked at as like a professional or quote unquote, like she says, this person that has it all together. And that gives me a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of worry. And so I think I tend to, I don't think, I know that I keep those things internally or only share them in such a small circle that maybe the rest of the world doesn't know, right? And can't decipher that, that, you know, things are really messy sometimes. And messy isn't a bad thing. And I want to let you know that if you're in a messy season right now where everything seems to be exposed and the scars are open and not healed, that it's okay. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Hey, babe, are you overwhelmed and burnt out by never ending to-do lists, constantly giving your time to others and feeling out of balance in your personal life? And are you ready to get absolute clarity on your life's purpose and activate the best version of you? Then it's time to ignite that inner fire and rediscover the fierce, confident woman you are born to be. Welcome to The Beam Life, where myself and other guests empower you to take steps toward the life you want so you can truly be everything and more. I'm Caitlin, your empowerment coach, new bestie, and lover of all things leopard print. It's time to get this party started, y'all. Hey, babe. Welcome back to the Beam Life Podcast. As always, what an honor to have you here I feel lucky every week that you tune in and that I get to coach you, connect with you, share with you um, all the things that I have found important and that my clients have found important to truly living their be everything and more life, which if you're new here, that's what BEAM stands for, be everything and more. And And I'm a big believer in... Um, in that and that you can have all that you desire and more and that you don't just have to be one thing, right? We can be more than one thing or more than all the things that society tells us we need to be. And that always that doesn't necessarily mean more material things or more status. In fact, it's usually more joy, more peace, um, more connection, more authenticity, et cetera. So I'm happy you're here. Um, I am here in a, a different place. You can, if you're watching any kind of clip or visual, you will see I'm not in my typical setting. I'm actually at my sister's house in Austin, Texas. And so if the sound quality is a little bit different, I'm not in my usual vibe. But um, I have some important things that I want to share with all of you. And I'm feeling really open and vulnerable and in a different place 
than I typically am. And I'm not sure if it's the holiday season or just the recent work I've been doing, um, the calls I've been having with clients or what. But I would say that today's podcast maybe has a slightly different message or tone than usual, but nonetheless, an important one. Um, as I mentioned, I'm here in, in Austin, Texas. I grew up not far from here in San Antonio. So I am here visiting my family and my new nephew, which is, uh, such a blessing. And, you know, I've been having such an interesting kind of feel about it because my daughter is almost to the day six years older than my nephew. They are, uh, my nephew was just born on the ninth and my daughter's birthday is on the 15th, but six years ago, back in 2016. So just celebrating her birthday and then being here, seeing his birth, um, like a few days after his birth has really, um, made me feel so much and, and, and so much good, but I really realize what they mean when they say the time goes by really fast, like in the blink of an eye. And that's sort of what I'm feeling right now. And in my personal life, I've been doing a lot of exploring about my uh, my childhood, my past, so that I can better understand the person I am now and the mother I want to be, the partner I want to be, the leader I want to be. And um, it's a it's a lot of work that I've ignored for many years. Um, and I'll kind of take you take you through that. But um, but yeah, you know, it's hard not to feel like a little bit of guilt. And I know that sounds weird. Like, how do you feel guilty seeing this new baby? But what I mean by that is if I only knew what I know now, and and I know that's the famous saying about motherhood, like I would probably have done things so differently. Um, And I think a lot of that comes from what I'm finding out now is that the kind of mother I desire to be is different than the mother that I was raised with. And not that that is bad, right? My mom is wonderful and we're very close, but I want a different kind of, uh, I have a different kind of parenting desire and I have a different kind of connection desire. And um, there's a lot of things that are, coming to surface that I've never had to really look at before, but the type of child that my daughter is, who is, she's someone who's extremely emotional, um, very in tune, very empathic, uh, can read the room's emotions. And then I, I believe takes them on in different ways. Um, but it forces me as a mom to stop. And I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons um, that I have really experienced is that I'm someone who has always moved fast, more hustle, do very masculine energy driven and being her mom really forces me to slow down, be present 
um, find beauty in the current situation and listen, 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 because it's so easy. And the way I was raised, right. was like, get it together. Come on, let's go. And I, and I know from speaking to so many of my clients and women who are around my age, maybe a little older, younger, like plus or minus some years have similar to parenting experience where therapy wasn't really a thing growing up. And it was, you know, you're respectful of your parents. Come on, let's go get it together. You're not holding people back. Um, and I think now things are really different where we are being shown what happens when we kind of push those emotions down for our kids or tell them, you know, don't feel keep going like, I don't know, suck it up. And we are sort of seeing how that has transpired in, in people my age. And I just want something different. I want my daughter to be able to show her emotions, express herself. But also I realize like, that's a big trigger for me too. Um, and so anyway, I'm not going off, off, you know, tangent here. This is all relevant to, today's podcast. And, um, and really what kind of struck this chord in me was I had a friend call me recently and she said, Hey, Caitlin, can we chat? I I have some things that I'd really love your opinion on and just sort of talk through with you. And I said, of course, you know, what's going on. And, um, and I'm like, I'm curious, like, why did you call me? because we're close, but we're not, you know, best friends or anything like that. So I wouldn't necessarily think of me as one of her first calls. And she said, well, you just seem to have it all together. And while that's a very nice compliment, I stopped her in her tracks, basically right after saying that and being like, whoa, 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 whoa happy to listen, happy to brainstorm with you, you know, get some things out. But I want you to know one thing. I absolutely do not have it all together. I do not have all the answers and I'm figuring things out too. In fact, things are pretty messy, really, really messy. And, um, I've been really scared to say that out loud, especially on my podcast, because I really have this fear that if I show that side of me and I'm a coach, that I will be less approachable because I will have not, I won't, I won't be looked at as like a professional or quote unquote, like she says, this person that has it all together. And that gives me a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of worry. And so I think I tend to, I don't think I know that I keep those things internally or only share them in such a small circle that maybe the rest of the world doesn't know. Right. And can't decipher that, that, you know, things are really messy sometimes. And Messy isn't a bad thing. And I want to let you know that if you're in a messy season right now where everything seems to be exposed and the 
scars are open and not healed, that it's okay. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. We sometimes have to get a little messy and a little bloody in order to be able to heal and move forward in a way that is productive. And what I have done in the past and what I'm trying to avoid now, and if we're going to stay on this scar analogy, is that what I've done is I keep putting the Band-Aid on. Like I keep injuring it and putting a Band-Aid on, injuring it, putting a Band-Aid on. But what I really need are stitches, right? Like I really need something that's going to hold it closed and then help it repair and heal, not just a Band-Aid. And what we often do, and I know this because I do it myself, I just told you, and also what I talk to my clients on is we push through and we just keep putting on these fucking Band-Aids. And a Band-Aid could look like, you know, um, going to work, dropping your kids off, interacting with people, go, Hey, Susie, how's it going? I know. Aren't they cute? I know their outfits are so adorable. Everything is fine. Oh my gosh. Yes. The office is going great. Business is booming. Um, and then coming home at night with dread that you have to face your husband, that you have to cook dinner, that you have to engage um, you are, you know, not interested in being intimate or connected. Your marriage is falling apart, but yet you refuse to acknowledge that. It could look like your work scenario, sorry, work scenario being abusive and terrible and exhausting, but yet it's a quote unquote great job on paper, right? Maybe you make a lot of money. Maybe it's a job with status, but you're miserable or your boss is abusive and you keep putting on this face like, yeah, oh my gosh, my business is amazing or my career is amazing. The business is doing wonderful, et cetera, et cetera. Those are band-aids. And it's never going to heal with a band-aid because the wound is too big. And I'm sorry, I'm going down this like bloody woundy path. That was not intentional today, um, but I said it and I was like, okay, I think this is like a great analogy and I'm a sucker for analogy. So we're going to keep going on with it, but that is not going to help you heal. And you're just going to keep having to do it. Um, it'll work for a few days, maybe a week. But what happens is then you're going to have another incident where you get re-injured. And, you know, having to, wouldn't it be better just to um, go and get it stitched up? Maybe the healing process is going to take a little longer, um, but damn, it's going to feel good when you finally don't have to worry about that being injured again. And I'm in the process right now in very, very, very real time of getting some wounds stitched up that have been open with band-aids for far too fucking long. And it's exhausting. It's really exhausting. Um, some of the, some of the wounds that I am facing right now are with, with a coach. I, um, decided to hire someone like my own life coach slash kind of a business coach, also specializing in Enneagram, who is a no BS kind of woman. And that's really 
what I need. I recently discovered that I am not an Enneagram three. I'm an Enneagram eight. And one of the biggest things that Enneagram eights don't like to feel is weakness, vulnerability. Um, and it makes so much sense to me in my whole life. I've always had to prove that I am strong and that I've got it all together. And, um, and that's really to protect those around me, to make others feel better, that they don't need to worry about me. And I'm really sick and tired of doing that because number one, it's not helping the other person, but number two, I'm not healing and I'm not able to really effectively, um, process things because I am always trying to be like, how can I just get through this? I don't want to feel the sadness. Um, I've got other things I need to do and use my energy on. However, avoiding this sadness has, um, really created a few things in my life to really bubble up. And some of those things would be like, I explained at the beginning, some things in my motherhood journey, um, and healing some past wounds of my childhood and some of my experiences, um, growing up on paper, everything looked really good. I went to a really good, you know, I was in the public school, but it was a very, you know, well-known public school. I come from a upper middle-class family, um, a respected family. My, my family is really well-known. Um, they've had restaurants here in the business, in the city for a really long time. Um, and generations of people have gone to my high school and like my mom and my aunt and my grandmother. And so, you know, where I come from, people stay there for really long, um, many, many, many years and have generations after generations. And so on paper, everything looked really great growing up. But in reality, there was a lot of things that happened. Like my parents got divorced at a really young age. And then also, um, there were some things that, you know, I think, I would have benefited from much like therapy, but it just wasn't a thing. Right. Um, and some things that I never dealt with as a seven, eight year old, then came out as a 13, 14 year old, um, some promiscuity, some rebelliousness, some, um, you know, getting into and involved in activities with people who were older than me. And then that 13, 14 year old turned into an even more curious and rebellious 17, 18 year old and college student. And it has affected my relationships with myself, with friends, uh, with my body, with men in general. Um, and I'm really sorry that I haven't really dealt with that until now, but I know that there are a time and a place for everything. And, you know, I heard something recently, stories are so much easier to tell backwards. And isn't that the damn truth? Because when we're in the thick of it, it seems like we're never going to get out of it and that it's terrifying and that we don't want to be here. But um, then years later, we tell the story after we've come out the other side 
And it is almost like, well, what were we so worried about? Why was that so hard for us? Or what was the big deal? And I want to let you know that you're doing the hard work, especially if you're facing all the things that are coming at you in this season. And it's important to not stuff things down. If there's anything that you can take from this episode today is that don't feel the need to put that face on. Um, when we do that, it's not allowing the people who love you most to know what's actually really going on. And it can feel really lonely. I know I have felt really lonely because no one around me knows to ask if I'm okay because they assume that I am because that's what I've told them and that's what I've shown them. And so it can feel really damaging and very lonely. So if you're only taking one thing from this podcast today, it's that don't feel the need to put that face on and pretend like everything is okay um, when it's not because it's okay for it to not be. And in fact, by sharing that you're not okay with someone else gives them the permission slip that they have been dying for to open up to you too. And I would be willing to bet every time you share your heart, your scar, your vulnerability, your wound, that someone else has it too, that they've also been hiding behind. And so, um, you know, I love you and know that you're never alone. And that's a huge reason that I built this community in a, in a time of a wound that I'm still healing, which was my divorce. It was, um, a time that I started this podcast and it was one of the first times in my life where I decided to say that I'm not okay. And, um, and even then I've tricked myself in saying, you know, I came out stronger and this is always meant to be. And, and the universe is working out for me and, and all those things are true, but that doesn't mean that it didn't hurt. And that doesn't mean that I'm not still going through it, that I still don't have questions and like so many things that I feel really, um, sad about. And so, yeah, that's it. I love you and, um, keep showing up for yourself and be honest and tell someone that you need them. If, you are in a time of sadness or that you are working through something and you just need someone to listen and um, know that that's what I do. I'm a coach that loves to listen. And I love to hear where you're at and reflect back to you and co-collaborate together on ways that you can move forward authentically and feel really good about. So um, I'm always here for you. Information on how to connect is in the show notes, but until next time, keep showing up for yourself. Keep doing the hard work. I love you as always. Never stop beaming. Thank you for listening to the beam life. I'd be so honored if you would take a sec to leave a review ready to take the next step and join the sisterhood. The beam life community is a place where you can just take off the mask feel seen and form authentic connections with other like-minded kick-ass women. We do not do surface level shit in that group, babe. 
clicked on the link in the show notes or head to the Beam Life Create Your Dream Life community on Facebook. I can't wait to see you there.